What did the tree say to the moss? You're starting to grow on me. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve and my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner, gives me street cred. The wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your no- uh, doctor, with your doctor, doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right, very good. Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs. And on there you can see the roadie robotic guitar tuner. If you have a friend that you need to buy something for for their birthday or anniversary or just because you care about them, go there to stuff.drsteve.com and scroll down and look at the roadie and buy them one. It's the most incredible thing. And it's not that expensive. It looks like it would be three four hundred bucks and easily yeah they're under i think they're like under 150 so somewhere in there and um they have one for bass guitar too and i actually use mine to because uh, i hate winding the dang strings and uh it'll wind your guitar when you're uh putting new strings on it as well it's pretty dang cool mm-hmm. and you can have different tunings you can tuned to open g or just any damn if you want a random one that you've got mm-hmm. if you've got uh robert fripp's new tuning you can tune to that you get there's so many <laughs> cool things you can do with this thing <laughs> so check it out stuff.drsteve.com or you can go to roadie r-o-a-d-i-e dot drsteve.com and see it directly but you just go to stuff.drsteve.com um tweakedaudio.com offer code fluid we'll get you the best earbuds for the price for the money best customer service anywhere and uh, don't forget dr scott's website at simplyherbals.net um lose weight with me i have to lose more weight because i'm 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 gonna have looks like i'm gonna have to have surgery on my back i'm really trying to avoid it Uh, and thank you to those who have emailed me about this yes 
I read Dr. Sarno's book. It's, it helped some people that emailed me. I have a structural issue. There's nothing in that book is going to help what I've got. But I do. I, I think for people who just have garden variety, low back pain, absolutely read Dr. Sarno's uh, back pain book. Um, I don't have it on stuff.drsteve.com. Maybe I'll put it on there. But check out Noom, N-O-O-M dot drsteve.com. It's not a diet. It is a psychology app. You download it to your phone and you get a counselor. You get a logging program. It'll track your weight if you have a like a Withings um, scale. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you just enter it by hand. But I have a scale that tells my Noom how much I weigh and it it tattles on me. Hmm. and uh, But noom.drsteve.com gets you two weeks free, and if you decide to continue it, you get 20% off. And it's only a three-month program. It's not a on and on and on thing. Matter of fact, you have to tell them you want to have them renew if you want them to renew. They won't do it otherwise. At least that's that was my experience. Hmm. May have changed since then, but uh, it's the only thing that allowed me to get this weight off. I was uh, you know almost at 200 pounds. And uh, you know, I've lost what thirty, forty pounds, and kept it off. You yep, know? yep, awesome. doing great. All right, very good. You got anything else? Simplyherbals.net. That's it, buddy. And we plugged Dan Natterman's book last time. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I sent my book to Dan to get it, um, uh, get it um, uh, autographed. Oh, autographed. Yeah. 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 I hadn't even finished it yet. I got so excited, I just sent it to him and with a self-addressed stamped envelope. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, it'll be more fun reading it with his autograph. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. You are that. I get out there, I troll for celebrity retweets. <laughs> I got one from uh, Mary Steen Steenburgen, though. Oh, cool. Because I said it was a, a tragedy that they uh, canceled last uh, last man stand. What was it? Last man on earth. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, Will Forte. Yep. And they ended it on a cliffhanger. And uh, she, uh, I, she either retweeted it or liked it. Yeah, I'll take either one. Oh, yeah. So people see me just sort of bootlicking celebrities and stuff. It's just basically I collect those. I put them in a, f a folder of favorites. I'll tell you my best one though was uh, when David Byrne was on Saturday Night Live with that new group that he's doing things with. Apparently it's on Broadway or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were playing uh, Once in a Lifetime. And these people with their drums, they're obviously very talented, but they had these big goofy grins on their face and they're running up to the front of the stage into the camera like we care about them. No, we don't. And I just said... You know, is anyone else annoyed by this Glee Club version of Once in a Lifetime? And you know who retweeted it was Chris France from The Talking Heads. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was awesome. Don't know how he saw it. He must have been looking around for uh, oh my God. Uh, people who were complaining about it. <laughs> That's funny. How cool is that? That's pretty the cool. The drummer from yep. Talking Heads. Uh, retweeted me. So. I remember that. That was kind of annoying. That was awful. Yeah, I thought it was too. I, I, I don't know who likes that. I guess people who don't know the Talking Heads or weren't around in the seventies or in early eighties to uh, see them in all of their glory. If you want to see them, go watch Stop Making Sense. 
just do that. That movie was definitive. I saw them in concert, and that's what it's like. The guy's super talented. Great, great oh, vision. No, no yeah. flies on yeah. David Byrne. No, no. I just don't know why he's doing that. Yeah. Is it his vision or somebody else's I, Dude, I don't him? know, but yeah. I was really like, what in the hell is this that I'm watching? But maybe I'm just an old curmudgeon, and I don't know anything about what's cool. Cool stuff? No, I would buy that. Because we still, you know, I would like to quote unquote smoke a J unquote unquote <laughs> but watch out for the quote unquote narcs man yeah. <laughs> coming from a true streaker <laughs> coming from a true, true streaker that's true um. anyway well listen um, uh, I don't know if I have the Stacy Deloach music where in the hell is it because it's pissing people off by the way oh because it's so terrible no they love it they can't get it out of their stupid heads which makes me want to play it that much more and I don't know why I um, didn't realize that I don't have um, have it up here let me see everybody loves this when I do this oh here well here it is okay I found it all right. So, in honor of our old buddy. With his too long intro. <laughs> you can cut it. Stacy DeLoach is a good old guy. Nope. He's got a lot of thoughts that he pulls from the sky. True. He's a cop. He's a captain. He's an entrepreneur. Can't argue with that. His questions range from tough to profound and demure. True. Stacy. Okay, <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> hey. You know what we ought to do, though? Let's do it in the studio, yes. and I'll do some uh, counterpoint, and we'll add yes. some flutes, because I know that's Stacy's favorite And you uh, know instrument. that was, I did that way once. Yeah, I know, take, I know. Uh, you did a, you were one take Dr. Scott. I get yeah, That's right, yeah. I get it. Single All shot. Right. So anyway, <laughs> so the reason I'm playing the whole thing is because we need to be nice to him because he's got COVID-19. No, no. Buddy. Yeah, let's talk to him real quick and we'll bring him up here. Stacy Deloach, welcome to Weird Medicine. Yeah, by the way, I've noticed that you didn't submit your Stacy Deloach intro song. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, did you? No, I had one. Did you hear it? Don't yeah, don't do it, Stacey. Don't do it. Okay, you heard it. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm not going to play nah. that that one ever again. But we will. Scott and I will collaborate on that one and make it a little a little more you know airworthy. Yes, clean. But anyway, so Alrighty. so dude, so now so what? If I understand this right, what happened was one of the people that you worked with came down with COVID nineteen, and so they made you guys isolate. And then somewhere in there, you tested positive yourself, and now you're sick AF. So what? Tell us the story. I yeah, uh, I had to go to Mobile, Alabama to go do an accident investigation, maritime accident investigation. Took my compliance guy, IT guy, with me. So we're in the truck for about eight hours driving over, doing the stuff and driving back. And then last Wednesday, a week ago today, we had our manager's meeting, president of the company, everybody else, we're all in there. And my IT guy's there also, my compliance guy. 
And the next day, which will be Thursday, got a phone call that afternoon from my boss saying, hey, uh, so-and-so tested positive for COVID-19. Everybody's going into a 10-day quarantine, quarantine at home. Hmm. And I'm thinking... Instantly, I start feeling bad. And I'm thinking, oh, this is psychosomatic. I sure. heard this. Oh, I, I'm every time. This. So my, totally my, understand that, yeah. So so Friday morning, I got up and I thought, screw this. I'm going to go to the grocery store, but I'm going to do this. Okay, one of you will be mad at me. One of you might appreciate this. I just <laughs> I'm going to try to do this naturally. And so. Mm-hmm. Do what naturally? <laughs> yeah, well, I decided instead of going out and do because. When I went Saturday, well, let me back up. So I decided I'm going to go try to fight this thing naturally. And so everybody's telling me you need lots of vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, blah, 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 blah. So, so you broke, I'm going to go to the grocery store. So you broke quarantine to do this naturally. I'm just trying to well, understand. I, I hadn't been tested positive. Oh, okay. I hadn't tested positive yet. I got you. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. Got so you. But you were I supposed feel, to be in quarantine. Well, yeah, but nobody else knew this other than people in Baton Rouge. Well, you knew it. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just trying to. Well, I knew it. (laughs) So I went to the store, and I bought a whole bunch of oranges. I bought corn. I bought everything that was bright. I bought squash. I bought pineapple. I bought bananas, lots of lemonade. Okay. And because, like I said, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and everything else. And then Friday night, I really started feeling it i could feel something wasn't quite right got up saturday morning put on a mask went to a walk-in clinic pissed off the nurse so bad she has no sense of humor she apparently has never heard of this show well no of course not nobody's heard of it well because she goes you tested positive and i thought i could be funny and i went woohoo she said you're not taking this serious oh (laughs) no she didn't understand something very important that the lay public uses those words differently than they do yes that pisses me off you were absolutely right to do what you did because no one in this profession should be using the words positive and negative for that exact reason i had a uh, I've told this story on the show. I had a, a colleague whose mother called him and said, oh, thank goodness. They called me from the uh, office and said my influenza test was positive. And she thought that meant that it was good because mm-hmm. you use the word positive. Yeah, uh, you use the word yeah, positive for my... for good things out in the yeah. real world. So I think what you did, you yeah. taught her. Uh, she didn't learn anything from it because she didn't say, oh, yeah, I no. shouldn't have used that word. She said that she blamed it on you. So anyway, go on. But I think you did the right thing. I'll, I'll give you one of these for that. Give yourself a bill. Yay! There you go. That was. I, I like. It. I think everyone should do that when they tell you your test is positive. You should go. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. Just to get them to stop and doing so that. So, right. Go ahead. So I come back to the apartment, and I start, and I decide I'm getting on regiment. I do best when I have a schedule, just me psychologically. I, I'm used, so used to being a military format and everything else. And so I decide I'm going to sleep for an hour and I'm getting up and I'm moving for 30 minutes because I don't want this stuff. I don't want to be on flat on my back and let this stuff start building up in my lungs if this is COVID, really, yeah. if it really, really is. Yeah. And so I set my alarm clock, my timer for one hour. 
I go to bed, I get up, and for 30 minutes, I'm up moving. Yeah. You know, they say I need vitamin D, so I'm going out and walking around the block for one hour with my mask on, getting sunshine. I come in, I eat an orange or a banana, and I go to bed for an hour. Yeah. And I do that all, I do that Friday, Saturday night, all day Sunday. I go for a walk. If I don't want to go for a walk, I sit down with a ham radio studio. I play on FT8. I mean, nobody else knows what that is. But yeah, it's a digital mode, but it's Brooklyn fun as hell. Nine or, yeah. yeah. And watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something like that for 30 sure. minutes, and I go back to bed. Yeah. And so, and I do this for, like I said, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday. You know, and like I said, I'm eating lots of oranges. Okay. So, okay, we got it. So let me ask you a question. Why, at this point, you've tested positive. Why not do the monoclonal antibodies? I mean, you're a big, you were a big Trump guy, right? Your your buddy, I mean, your buddy, um, Mr. Trump got the Regeneron. I mean, he made a big deal out of it. Allegedly. No, well, he did it. Surely <laughs> to God he did. And uh, Regeneron is a, monoclo- a recombinant monoclonal antibody, and it's a combination of two antibodies. And I'm not even going to try to uh, pronounce them because I have trouble with those antibody names, but it's uh, Casarivimab and Imdevimab. Okay, I did okay. And um, in in... With if they can get it early in people who have um, uh, risk factors, how old are you? Fifty-eight. Okay, so that's that's not a risk factor, but you are diabetic, right? Type two diabetic. Yeah. Have everybody in my family's except for one has died from a heart attack. Okay, but you haven't early, had a heart young attack, age. but but you are at risk because nope. of your diabetes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, uh, I'll tell you the risk factors for people out there. Age greater than 65, not Stacy. Obesity, not Stacy. Pregnancy, well, maybe. Uh, chronic kidney disease. Well, maybe. You know. Do you have chronic kidney disease? I can't remember. No. Nope. No. Nope. Okay, good. So nope. um, diabetes, there you go. Any immunosuppressive disease, any cardiovascular disease. Do you take nope. high blood pressure medicine? Nope. Okay, so that you, but hypertension would be one, chronic lung disease, sickle cell, any sort of neurodevelopmental disorder, you know, people with, uh, you know, trisomy 21, that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. or having any medically related technological dependence, that would be tracheostomy, a gastrostomy, people with feeding tubes, or anybody that uses positive pressure ventilation that's not related to, uh, COVID-19, so people on iron lungs and stuff like that. So you would have qualified for this. You should, yeah, they, yeah. the nurse practitioner, when she told me I was positive, and then I pissed her off. She, you know, she told me that <laughs> I qualified, and I said, I don't think I want to take it. Okay. Said, it surprised me. She said, you know, she said she wouldn't take it either. Well, but we've but already established just, you know, that she was a, a jerk, so why, you know, yes. <laughs> why would you take what she said in that situation? This this combination's been effective in reducing symptoms and keeping them from being admitted to the intensive care unit. So that's why you do it. Now, mm-hmm. having said that, you can take your chances. Listen, it's a free country. And obviously, so far, so right. good, you've done pretty well, right? I beat it. I mean, by Sunday night, it was gone. Yeah, okay. Well, you still sound, you don't sound it. right. But maybe it's just our phone connection. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. I, mean, I have, by Sunday 
by Sunday night, you know, for my when I woke up at you know after my one hour sleep, I had a real nice greasy fart, and I smelled it. It's kind of well, since it smells back, it must be over with. Oh, <laughs> and Monday, okay, Monday, that's good. Monday I had a little Monday a little bit of a headache, and that's it. I mean, there's I haven't gone to get. They told me there was no sense in going to get tested, but I have no signs of anything. Well, no sense in getting tested now. You no already th- tested positive, so you're you're down for you know X number of days according to the CDC's isolation rules. And then if you have no fever, so is that t- do it again? Yeah, I had no fever throughout the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so you got to isolate. For uh, if I remember correctly, it's been a little, you know, they keep changing this. So, um, if I remember correctly, it's 10 days, and at and at the at the 10th day, you have to be um, uh, a febrile, no fever. And, um, okay, let's see here. Okay, monitor your symptoms. Be Monday for me. Yeah, people are in isolation, should stay home till it's safe for them to be around others. And I'm just looking for a day on here. Last I checked, it was 10 days. So we've had um, people who were in homes where the the, the family members didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But um, they didn't start quarantining until after the person was diagnosed. So they are still have to stay at home, whereas the person that had it can go do their thing because they're done with their isolation. Mm. Love right. Yeah, so your local public health authorities make the final decisions on how long quarantine should last, but uh, they usually will go after day 10 without testing or after day 7 after receiving a negative test result. That's for quarantine. And then isolation is used to separate you from from people who are not infected. And um, But anyway, yeah, man, good. Well, I'm glad you beat it. Yeah, like I said to me, it was nothing more than kind of like a hangover. I, except for mine was, mine, the only thing that scared me about mine is mine affected my right side. It wasn't bilateral. It was strictly on the right-hand side. I had a sinus headache on my right side. My right eye hurt and didn't want to work focus right. Huh. My neck on the right hurt. The right, the right side of my chest, even my right testicle, not the left one, but just the right one. Yeah. So I thought it might be something other than, you know, COVID at first. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, by Sunday night, my sense of smell was back and everything was fine. I hopped up a couple of loogies. I didn't have a whole lot of coughing or anything yeah. else. Yeah. Well, you know, keep on going. despite all the fear mongering, most people will not get this thing and most people who do get it will not die so even if you have risk factors i mean i've seen people with stage four cancer get this and just sail right through it mm. really is a lot of host factors now right. one thing i thought would be fun to do and i my definition of fun is different from other people's but um would be to calculate the um the requirement for herd immunity for delta vir- variant compared to um compared to OG, OG COVID-19. So if we remember the formula, Dr. Scott, Mm -hmm. is herd immunity equals one minus one over the R naught or R sub zero. And the R sub zero is the, you know, effective transmission number 
which basically says if you take one person and put them in a vulnerable population, how many people will they infect? Mm-hmm. That's different than the R sub T, which is the real world, how many people are getting infected by people being infected. But uh, this will give us a number for herd immunity. So if you remember, the R sub zero for uh, OG um, COVID-19 was 2.4. So one divided by 2.4 and then subtract, that's 0.41, subtract that from one and you get about 58%. So herd immunity is attained when you hit 58%. Well, just the other day, we hit 70% in this country. Yep. Okay. So, um, and around here, you know, I hear all this about, the, oh, the mouth breathers, they don't get uh, vaccinated. That's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. In this area, the vulnerable, and that's over 65 people with diabetes, is right around 80%. Yep. That's yep. a pretty good number. Yeah, we've well, done well. Yep. So, um, the, it, it turns out it's the young, in, for the most part, that are not getting vaccinated because they don't see the value in it. But anyway... So the, it turns out that the R sub zero for this v- virus is anywhere between five and nine. I'm gonna pot Stacy down because he sounds like he's unpacking, yeah. unpacking boxes. But um, <laughs> so it's between five and nine. So let's just say it's seven. Okay. So one divided by seven is 0.14 and subtract that from one and now you get uh 86%. Okay. So you have to hit 86% of people who are immune before this thing even begins to decrease. Wow. Now, people all I hear in the in the um uh, media is about cases. So let's just look at cases because what we're really interested in is hospitalizations. Now, I hear about some hospitals that are getting overwhelmed again. I think a lot of that has to do with staffing, but maybe it is raw numbers if you're working in a hospital that's that's overwhelmed. Give it call, give us a call 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD and let us know uh, what's going on in your area because we are not seeing this. And apparently we're in the where the mouth breathers are. Don't you know? There's nothing wrong with being a mouth breather, by the way. I'm not sure why that's an issue, but anyway. <laughs> so let's do um, new cases in the just we'll do in the United States. And now we are spiking like MFers in this country right now. Okay, I'm looking at the hundred day. Uh, uh, now, so we are. Let me get a um, a seven day rolling average. And I'm doing this, by the way, at covid.stoutlabs.com, S-T-O-U-T-L-A-B-S.com, covid.stoutlabs.com. So right now we are at the SMA, or the Simple Moving Average, is at 90,000 new cases, okay? So let's go to when we were at 90,000 new cases before. And that was uh, February 16th. Okay, on the way down from the peak of 249,000 new cases a day. Okay, so but uh, right around February 15th, 16th, somewhere in there. Okay, we're at, we were at 90,000. That's the last time that we were there. Now, let's look at new deaths, though, because that's what we're interested in, right? Right. New deaths. Um, yeah. 
386 for the whole country. Now, the last time we were at 386, there's I can't even go back because when we were at um, when I go, this thing only goes back 300 days. So at October 9th, we were at 484. It was higher than that. So this is the lowest new deaths that we've had since October of 2020. You got me? Yep. Okay. So now let's go and let's just do, Stacy, you still with us? I sure am. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. So let's go to U.S. data. And what we will do is let's go to New York. We'll do Florida, New York, New Jersey, and Tennessee. How about that? And let's look at new cases. So new cases are about the same everywhere. Now, um, uh, let's see. Okay, well, Florida um, is only reporting their data once a week. So Florida had 110,000 new cases. At the same time, New Jersey had 878. New York, two, uh, 2.3, th- or 2,400 cases. And Tennessee, 6,800 cases. Now let's look at new hospitalizations. I think we have that on here. No, new deaths. Let's just do new deaths. And if you look at new deaths, we're looking at Seven for New York, five for New Jersey, one in Tennessee, Florida, 409. Uh, If we look at deaths per 100,000 population, though, uh, Florida is below New Jersey and New York, and Tennessee is in between. So, you know, I think that's the important thing to look at Mm -hmm. is because, again, and I've— I'm starting to sound like a broken record to myself. When we had the pandemic of 2009, that was a pandemic. And we had one of our friends died. We was Barry the Blade. We had another friend ended up in the hospital with it, which is uh, Richard David Smith, the uh, founder with his wife, Shatai, of uh, Hyperphysics, the energy drink for nerds. That's H-Y-P-E-R-F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S dot com. But... um, you know, we didn't shut down. We didn't push small businesses out of business. We didn't pay people more to not work than than to work. Um, and uh, it was because the death rate was low. Well, the death rate's low with this right now. Anyway, it seems to be. Now, maybe it'll go back up. But the it seems to me that the vulnerable have been vaccinated. And they're almost at the level where the virus can't be transmitted in that population. Uh, so, yes, cases going up like crazy. Deaths, not so much. So we'll see. You know, uh, I may uh, listen to this two months from now and go, boy, that was really stupid and short-sighted. But, you know, and there may be other variants out there, too. But so far, so good. And what we've said, you and I have both said, if we end up with a variant that um, escapes all the immunity that we've already generated from this thing. Well, it's just a brand new pandemic. We've got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. But it won't be so long for them to get a vaccine out this time. Right. You know, they know how to do it. And they've done phase three for these vaccines that really just have to do phase three again. They don't have to do phase one and phase two mm-hmm. again. Because we're in phase four right now with, uh, with the uh, all the vaccines. You know, post-marketing. Yep. So anyway, all right. Well, Stacy, I really hope that you uh, 
continue to improve. And you said you get you get out of isolation when? Next Monday. Next Monday. Okay, so let me give you well, something to do in the meantime. Are you ready? Homework, homework. Yep. Talk to me. Uh, what you want to do is get a certificate <laughs> for the world's largest teapot. And the call sign is Whiskey Zero Tango or Whiskey One Tango. All the way, all of the call areas have one. And then there's Whiskey Victor 8 Hotel Alpha Tango. And if you get all of those, you can get a certificate where you filled up <laughs> the teapot <laughs> or you filled up the cup. This is the shit we do in ham radio. It's a con- like mesmerizing. It's a Indonesia's com- F- yeah, so I, I, see if you can work all of the. Okay, we'll see if you can work all of the whiskey, uh, you know, blank tango calls and get that certificate. And uh, you got nothing but time. <laughs> so, hey, got question for That's you, just though. this week, too, as by the way. As far as the back. Okay. I, I remember seeing those most call signs come up. Yeah. Who does quality control? on the vaccines is that an in-house thing yeah because i'm just wondering what's the chance of this because now you've got people having breakthroughs like uh the senator from south carolina lindsey graham just tested positive yeah after being out with a bunch of democrats on the weekend and even though claiming <laughs> the democrats vaccinated <laughs> well here's the thing well i'm no i'm wondering what I know what I'm wondering is what's the chances on, the, on a lot of these vaccines just being saline in the bottle. Oh, I got uh-huh. you. Well, um, okay, so they have to, you're right, they have to be kept at a proper temperature, although not as low as Pfizer originally. So they got to be handled properly. And um, But the FDA will pull vials off the shelf and make sure they are what they're supposed to be. And the companies themselves are supposed to be doing that as well. Of course, you know, not everybody trusts the companies anymore as much any more than they trust you know the media and stuff like that so but the companies are supposed to be doing that and really if the companies get caught um you know suppressing data that that their uh vaccine has uh, gone bad in the bottle at, in huge numbers and they didn't do anything about it i mean there will be hell to pay hell to pay hell to pay so and they know that yeah. so they're really incentivized to do a good job on that yeah and can i add too there are a lot of independent a lot of independent companies that are that are paid by those big pharma pharma companies to to also independently um Certified that those vaccines oh are, man they could be bought yes. off man well they could they sure could but then they lose their asses too <laughs> yeah and they make a lot of money doing that by the way yeah that's um, the um, that's yeah let's not let's not talk about getting bought off because I've got I've got a card that says I'm vaccinated <laughs> oh, right. but you're uh, not a vaccinated I cost me a hundred dollar bill to get it oh. <laughs> I, listen, listen. I mean, I'm just saying that um, in my opinion is I don't care if you don't want to get vaccinated. I, I, I mean, that's that's up to you. It is you. You may be a burden to society, but I'm willing to, to take that on. <laughs> but um, I, to, but then to turn around, and have a, <laughs> a fake just card. say you don't you didn't get vaccinated and, and own it. You know, why not? 
because of my job, and you knew where I was supposed to be going to. God, you're not going to get in trouble for this. Sorry, I don't, want, I don't want you to get in trouble for this. Oh, no. Well, the job's not happening now. But, yeah, we were all supposed to be vaccinated with proof of vaccination. Okay. So I went. I signed up for a little place to go get a vaccination and walked in with a water bottle and a $100 bill. And she came in there with a syringe laid in a little tray. And I said, let me see this thing. This is the magical thing. I pulled the cap off of it, shot it in the water bottle, gave her a $100 bill, said, I need that card. Jeez. Oh, my God. Prove me otherwise. Are, are, you sure you should, are you sure it's okay for you to tell that story? I don't <laughs> mind running this back. Nobody. Well, the only way that you're going to prove the prove that I'm wrong. Well, I'm not going to prove anything. Pull blood out of me and test me. Yeah. But yeah. He, he I know, could, I've got several guys that he could just be telling a story. Hundred dollar bill to get a card. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know that is the vulnerability of this thing when uh, when they're saying, "Oh, you've got to have a card to go to these concerts and all this kind of stuff," and yeah, you will have people doing that, and. Um, they're not doing titers on people before they go into a concert, so you'll have lots of people running around uh, saying they... Uh... Now, I heard of somebody... Wasn't there somebody recently, Scott? Check this out. Okay. Um, this is something for you to search. I think somebody got on a plane or something in another country and said that they had a COVID vaccine, showed a card, and it turned out to be uh, fake, and they got in all kinds of trouble for yes. it. Do you know what do you know the story, Stacy? I've heard I've heard the story, and I heard the story today about on Fox News. They're talking about the fear of people mass producing fake cards, but yeah. At the same time, the Food Fighters had done a multiple shows in New York, and the only way you could get in was to show your papers, your vaccination card, and then half the band from the Food Fighters came down and tested positive. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yay! Great vaccine. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Two travelers who used fake vaccine cards to enter Canada from the U.S. were fined nearly $16,000. The airline passengers also submitted fraudulent test results. I wonder how they found out. Hmm. Let's see what what they say. Uh, The passengers failed to state government-authorized accommodations, also required by the country's government. Passengers who were not identified in a news release traveled to Toronto two weeks ago and were Canadian citizens. Okay, phew, it wasn't uh, one of our friends from uh, Sirius XM 103. Um, <laughs> they were fined 20000 Canadian dollars. Um, let me see. Oh, they say no, they did not say how the fraudulent documents were identified. Oh, boy. Mm. Oh, boy. Interesting. We live. That's in, not a fraudulent. That's a real one. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> it's a real card. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Okay. Here we go. In July, the Department of Justice announced the arrest of a naturopathic doctor in Northern California who allegedly gave patients false vaccine cards and homeopathic remedies. Sounds familiar. Hmm. Uh, that uh, that said she would boost the body's immune response to the disease. That sounds like old Stacy. Is this who you went to? According to the complaint filed in nope. North, Northern California Federal District Court, the cards allegedly provided by the doctor, Julie Mazzi, falsely said the patients had been inoculated with the Moderna vaccine. Yeah, if you're just own it if you're gonna just do natural things just own it say i gave them you know natural remedies yeah you know but don't say you're curing anything blind squirrel dung or something 
Exactly. Well, that's right. Oh, but, you know, if when Scott gives people flying squirrel gun, he doesn't say yeah. it's low sartin. Right. You know, he says exactly. it's flying squirrel yeah, gun. Yeah, I it's, it's squirrel feces. He's willing to stand by what he's doing. <clears throat> you know, when you give people saline or whatever she gave them and then said it was the Moderna vaccine, it means one of two things, that you don't stand by what you were doing, or number two, you just did it for the money. Mm-hmm. Because people wouldn't come to you unless you would give them, uh, well, some people wouldn't, probably more people wouldn't come to you if you uh, gave them. Now, all of this is allegedly, right? It's, you know, we don't know. I'm just saying what she was charged with and what they're saying she did. But anyway, all right. Hmm. Interesting. I'm only reading her name because it was on NBC News. On a story by Tim Stello, so if you're mad at anybody, be mad at him. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Good Lord. What a world we live in. It's we, insane, isn't it? We definitely live in interesting times, do we not? Man. Yeah, no, we do. I think the Internet's a big part of it. <laughs> It's I think a it's, huge part. I of think it. it's to blame. <laughs> I'm it's really starting part. to think that. <laughs> oh well, what are you going to do? Oh my God! As a libertarian, I don't want them coercing people to do anything. But I, it's okay to make your case and let people make their own decision. And so far, they've made good decisions for the most part. I mean, we got 70 percent of the country is vaccinated. 80. Plus percent of people in our area that uh, that are vulnerable have been vaccinated. That's right. And oh, now somebody was asking me. I was going to play. I've got to play your question too, and we we only have a few minutes left. But this is one of the best questions Stacy has ever called in. Uh oh. Let me let me, let me just on. go ahead and play it. Doctor Steve, Doctor Scott, Steve. this is Stacy Deluge. Yeah, no uh, shit. Da also. That's my official title for dumbass because everybody else gets to have a title. Anyway, well, there's a question. We have a new reason for calling you that, but we, you know, we'll get back to that. For you. <laughs> Cremation. Yes. If a female is cremated and she has breast implants, yes. silicone is one of the strongest materials and almost indestructible. <laughs> Would those survive being cremated? Okay, so I did some research on this. This is I, this may be your best question because it's just it's got everything in it. It's got boobs. It's got you know. Hey, I don't know the answer to that kind of stuff for the listener, and you know they're all fascinated, want to know the answer. The answer is when uh, they do these, if they do not remove the breast implants, they will, ladies and gentlemen, explode. And when they explode. <laughs> The silicone does not, uh, just like Stacy said, it doesn't incinerate fully, and so it coats the inside of the crematorium with this sticky, nasty, you know, silicone substance, like uh, like caulk. Yep. Right. So, um, hmm. I bet the first person that figured that out figured it out. The yeah, hard way. they figured it out the hard <laughs> way. That's right. That's right. So what they do is they remove them. Yep. Sure. And then they cremate the body. Now, if you want them buried with the person, then they got to get a super special giant urn to do that, so they can cram them in there, on top of the or on top or below the uh, ashes. Or they could sandwich them. You know, put one implant on the bottom, put the ashes, put the other implant on the top. But uh, the answer is they remove them before they do that for that exact reason. So it's very good question. Great question. Yep. 
Thank you. Thanks very much. So there you go. <laughs> yep. Very interesting. All right. Well, listen, man. I hope you get better. Uh, well, uh, they're saying you you, you got to go. So, <laughs> so take care, man, and uh, keep us in the loop. I will. Y'all be careful. Buddy. Okay, buddy. Take care, Stace. Okay, bye. Okay, buddy. Be back. All right. Good lord. Jeez, Louise. What a hot mess. <laughs> the hot mess express. Well, I mean, he's. I understand it. I. Uh, I mean. Too many, too many diesel fumes, I think, is getting to his brain. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the thinking. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I understand the thinking behind it. I don't understand the the ethics of it. Mm-hmm. No. And I, you know, I think that's the whole thing, is that we, as long as we all just hear what the other person is saying and yeah. and, and, and appreciate it for their differences, then yeah. this thing could be a whole lot easier to, to talk. Well, and that's true of both sides oh, of both this. Sides, yes. and what yeah. kills me is we yeah. used to just have a continuum mm. we don't really have a continuum anymore we've just got two sides to this right and the one side i, w- I was on a um, a podcast today and the guy said why did you vote for trump twice <laughs> i was like oh, no, wait a minute this is your oh, this is how you open oh my god i said did i do that and he said well that's what our what our uh, uh, records show. And it's like, what records? Get the hell out of here. I'm a libertarian. I voted for Serene Ardiliano, mm-hmm. along with probably a thousand other people, but I don't care. I voted my conscience. So. Right. <laughs> but, uh, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because she tweeted you, uh, or she retweeted one of your tweets, probably. That's why you voted yes, for Yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. And I want to be her vice presidential <laughs> running mate next time. That would be so much fun. I That'd love her. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. So We'd anyway. vote for you. We had her on the show. I don't think you were here that day. No, I wasn't invited. And you don't listen. You invite me when when you have the- You're here. The, Shut the, up. The, uh, the, the talk on uh, uh, ham radios and- <laughs> All right. Okay, let's take another call before we get out of here. Let me. Um... Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, very good. Let's see here. I've got um, this one's pretty good. Hey, Doctor Steve, uh, thinking about this uh, Delta variant being, you know, more virulent but less uh, fatal, uh, less. You know, I don't know if that's true, but yeah. <clears throat> and most viruses. Thinking about. How, you know, the perfect evolutionary, uh, you know, pressure for a virus is to become easier to transmit and and less disruptive to the host. Uh, Are there any viruses that we just don't even know about because we pass them back and forth so easily, but they don't cause us any problems at all? God, that's such a good question. Yeah, the so-called non-pathogenic viruses. And um, I... These are viruses that have decided to settle. Because here's the thing. The reason you cough, I mean, well, it's not the reason you cough. That's teleological. I'm assigning meaning where there is none. Uh, But uh, viruses that cause you to cough are more easily transmitted if they're respiratory viruses. Okay. Because if I'm just breathing normally, I'm not going to shed that much virus. Right. So um, some viruses will select, will have strong uh, natural selection pressure to enhance the their ability to be transmitted from one person to another. 
Now, if they kill the host too fast, it selects against that because then they can't transmit very right. well. Right. If they if if they uh, invade the host and then are stuck there, they can't transmit themselves either. So how would a virus get from one person to the other? Well, uh, some of them we get at birth and then they just live in our body. That can happen. You can get exposed to them once and they just live there. Mm-hmm. Herpes, uh, well, chickenpox is kind of an example of that. Mm-hmm. Where you get the chicken pox and then it lives in your body and not everybody gets shingles. No. But it's there and it doesn't cause any symptoms. Of course, you can't transmit it to anybody anymore. But it had its one sort of flash in the pan. It had its heyday. And it was really transmissible. Chicken pox, very transmissible. So it was very transmissible up front and then just lives in the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read a, um, there are viruses that attack bacteria and and there are so many bacteria in your colon that your colon is probably full of uh, bacteriopathic um, viruses. I may have just made that word up. But they are pathogenic. In other words, they uh, invade and infect the the bacteria. Look at bacteriophage, by the way. That's one of the craziest things. Look at electron microscope bacteriophage. Well, I'm telling oh, I know yeah, you. Yeah. Have. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm telling our listeners. <laughs> I thought you were telling me. It's not it just up. you yeah. and me here. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, those are really cool little machines. You know, they look like little alien machines. Yeah, with a, like a special little dart on the bottom. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. That's and cool, these yeah. little legs, and they, you know, they inject their DNA into the bacteria. And uh, those things are all in your body. And yes, they're, you could, you know, some people would say, well, you're infected by them. You're not. You, they l- inhabit your body, but they d- don't target human uh, cells at all. Mm-hmm. But there's ton, billions of them in your gut right now, most likely. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Just feast, you know, reproducing on the bacteria that are in there. And there aren't enough bacteria for them to in- infect them all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's sorry, there aren't enough viruses there to infect them all. The number of bacteria in your gut is in the trillions, Mm -hmm. maybe more than that. Hmm, Interesting. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great question. But it is very difficult for a pathogenic virus to um, evolve to the point where you no longer have any way to transmit it to somebody else. It can happen. Anyway, all right. All right, let's see if we've got time for this. Yeah, this is Wade from Louisiana. Hey, man. Um, I've been hearing a lot about people that contract uh, COVID-19 that have already been vaccinated. I have myself been vaccinated, but I'm wondering if people are just confused how a vaccine works. Um, The way I view it in a... I need to be uh, corrected if I'm wrong, okay. but it's not a shield to protect you from the virus. It is a mechanism to keep you from suffering from the virus. Uh, sorry, 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 Wade. Um, yes and no. So when you have humoral immunity, those are antibodies and you've got a ton of them, you're less likely to get infected. But as that fades, which the coronavirus does, measles, not so much, tetanus, Fades over 10 years, maybe. I mean, we get boosters every 10 years. Uh, Pertussis kind of fades over time. Um, But uh, things like measles 
and um, and tetanus, things that have long-acting antibodies. I mean, they're just always circulating. You can detect them. Uh, those things will pretty much protect you from being infected. Now, when they decline, as the coronavirus antibodies do, for whatever reason, we don't know why the body doesn't keep producing antibodies. Maybe it's because they change so often that uh, the body just says, oh, fuck it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's stupid up, for yeah. us to yeah. have a clog up that works with all these antibodies. We'll just wait till the next one. But um, you will still have humoral response. And the humoral response are the cells, the T cells, memory T cells, macrophages, all these things, killer T cells that um, will uh, induce the body to fight these um, viruses later. So when the when the antibodies f- fall, you can get infected now. It's a lot easier to get infected, but yes, you will be less likely to die if the humoral immu- immunity works. Okay. Or less likely to progress to advanced disease, which was always my hypothesis about this coronavirus. We have other coronaviruses in the in the uh, population and all they do is cause the common cold. And I think that those are ones that we have developed immunity to in the very young age. And uh, just as we see kids don't seem to be affected by this virus. And then as you uh, as you bring that immunity forward, you have humoral immunity. You'll still get infected by those viruses. But now they just cause the common cold. And I think this one will do this, too, but it'll be a generation from now. Okay. We all need the the old folk need to die out mm-hmm. and then the kids that got um uh immune to this need to have children and then when that happens this virus will still be in the the population right. but they'll just get colds from it right yeah because all like, the old people that have never been exposed to it before will be dead by then then it'll be a coronavirus like the rest of the yeah, other it'll be number six yeah, yeah, yeah it'll just yeah. be number six yep yeah. all right very good wayne good or job wade. wade yeah let me see um I don't know that we've got time for this. Yeah, we do. Hey, Dr. Steve. uh, Calling about your opinion on low-level laser therapy for back problems. I am a mid-50s male, uh, very fit uh, condition, but every once in a while I will throw out my back, and it's not spinal. It's all muscular. Yeah, okay, understood. So uh, he's interested in low-level laser therapy because you can buy that. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, we don't have much time. Do you do any of that? No. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I looked this up in the Cochrane reviews. This is where they take all the data and mush it together and then give us an answer to the best of their ability. And it's very well respected uh, journal. And uh, they said uh, low level laser therapy is used by some physiotherapists to treat low back pain. It's non-invasive light source treatment generates a single wavelength of light, emits no heat, no sound or vibration. It's also called photobiology or biostimulation. And it was believed to affect the function of connective tissue cells and accelerate connective tissue repair and act as an anti-inflammatory agent. So they included seven studies. But it was only a total of 384 people. It has not been very well studied with nonspecific low back pain. Three studies separately showed that this low-level laser therapy was more effective at reducing pain in the short term, less than three months, and intermediate term, six months, than sham lasers were. Cool. Okay. However, the strength and number of the treatments were varied. The amount of the pain reduction was small. 
three separately separate studies reported that uh, that was no better than exercise alone. So the jury jury is still out. So I mean, so you don't do any of this stuff. Not really. I, I've certainly seen it, and I know it I mean, it's works. not really acupuncture. It's, it's it, not traditional Chinese either. But it's, I, I've seen I've seen people do what they call laser acupuncture. So instead of doing an insertion, they also do this laser acupuncture, which I've never seen anybody that did well with it. Yeah. But I've also seen, and conversely, I've seen some some uh, folks that had the laser done on their dogs for arthritic knees. Had yes, some, I know, and, and spine too. So I'm not saying I'm I'm not against it at all. And, and certainly if I had back pain, I'll try any damn thing. Basically, what Cochrane said was, um, based on these small trials with different populations, low-level laser um, uh, treatment doses and comparison groups, there are insufficient data to either support or refute the effectiveness for the treatment. So they're not saying it doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. They're just saying the data sucks. Yep. It says we were unable to determine optimal dose, application techniques, or length of treatment with the available evidence. Larger trials that look specifically at these questions are required. And that's always true. Mm-hmm. We need large, double-blind, placebo-controlled. Um, yeah, you know, Dr. See, what I would say Randomized is, trials. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Yeah, I was just going to say what I would say is if, if it's not going to hurt you and, and you, you, you want to try it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It certainly will yeah. not cause any harm unless yeah. you're avoiding doing something that you shouldn't. And I'll say this, too. If, it, if, it, if all it does is warm up the muscle, and increases blood flow. That yeah. might give a little bit of benefit. Who knows? I wonder how it would do that. But yeah, anyway. I don't know. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teff, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy 1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore. The Saratoga Skank, Roland Campos, Sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Steve Tucci, The Great Rob Bartlett, Vicks, Nether Fluids, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, uh, Ron Bennington and Fez Watley, who's supported this show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time. Check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Bruce.